Good afternoon and happy Friday. Happy Friday, y'all. We are back with you. It is Two Dope Teachers and a Mic on Friday, February the 9th, 2018. I'm Gerardo Munoz. And I'm your boy, Kevin Adams. We are merely two public school teachers in the city of Denver. Yes. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. What is going on with our studio? Pause. Uh, Our studio is jacked up again. Yep. But... um, we, it looks like there's less stuff. One, two. Or is this, is this the French around? flag or is this the... The Netherlands? Could be the... Ne- I think it's the Netherlands. Yeah, because that's right, because the French flag goes, goes this the way. other way. Yeah, and then this looks like a piece of the Spain flag. Uh, this... Oh, some sort of European flag. flag with a dragon on it. Oh, this looks like a native tribal flag. That's the one we need that's to be repping. Kind of, that's actually kind of dope. So, uh, in case you haven't <laughs> followed us, the, um, <laughs> the studio... Like, I think we're the only ones that know this is a studio. Um, yes. And so it's become storage. We have some, uh, we have maps in here. Yes. Uh, the clocks are still here. We got an old poster from the 70s that's all beat up. <laughs> it's all bent up. But it's one of those that encourages, like, literacy in developing countries. Yes. And so, like, you can see where people just feel bad throwing it away. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, well, it's that it's teacher like, mentality. Like, I might use this. Man. This might come. I might need a 70s image. Yeah, I might need a 70s image. <laughs> you know, you can always teach point of view in historical documents. <laughs> History teachers, we're the worst. Because, like, we have more... We can rationalize keeping more stuff than any other teacher. Like, it's like, well, this could be an important historical document. And and by the way, if any of y'all know retiring history teachers and they come and ask you if you want some Don't stuff. Don't tell them no. Run. They got to drop it off run. anyway. They will dro- they they drop, drop it, it off, off anyway. They'll drop it if any. They'll send kids because they have got no, they've got nothing to lose. They've got nothing to lose. <laughs> They're like, I don't need this They're stuff. Like, I don't need You're this. You're going to take and it. And I ain't moving it. I asked you politely, but you didn't take it. So I'm going to leave it <laughs> so here. Now, so now I'm just going to send I'm going to wait till you go to lunch. And <laughs> just on That's your- oddly specific. That sounds like something that happened to me not too long ago. <laughs> anyway, so as the temperature drops, uh, we're staying lit. Is that... Is that okay? Is that okay? Do we say lit? I don't know. Um, I feel bad when I like. I don't know if I'm like sounding like the old guy. Yeah. Saying young people. Well, I think, but, but I think you have to like really just throw yourself into it. And I was like, you you be like, guys, class is gonna be lit. Today. Class is gonna be lit. It's gonna be so lit. Although, uh, so I play Cool Mo D. Uh, yes. Wah Wah West. Yes. For, uh, Wah, for Wah my, West. Yeah. Uh, uh, for my hip hop studies <laughs> class. <laughs> and this 14 year old brother, right? He's a ninth grader. Yeah. He looks up from his paper following the lyrics and he goes, That was fire. That was like that's why it's cool Modi. That's why it's cool Modi. Fire. Y'all can't even touch that these days. I love that Cool Modi wrote three books on how to rap called How to Rap Volumes One, Two, and Three. Well, if anybody has the right to if do that, does, it's Cool Modi. Cool Modi was great. And you know? uh yeah, it's it's good That's he, like that old cool. school, true school yeah. realness. Like that's, well, and it's interesting because because like it's also that 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 cowboy sort of like leading up to the Warren G. Regulators one, right? <laughs> Where it's <He's> like, like <laughs> or what you talk about Nelly, or, or no I, better. I, I did not say anything about Nelly. You you can <laughs> remember talk about LL Cool J? I'll forgive you for oh, your your God. your your oh. Confederate flag if you. What? Uh, <laughs> LL. Do you remember? Do you remember when he did? I need love. I need. I need love. And but I remember that was LL with the truth back then. Ah, man, I I just remember being in eighth grade, being like, "Yeah, man, I need love. I need love too." LL. Shout out to everybody who knew me in eighth grade. Um, 
Was he sorry? Y'all oh, get it. Hit us up on Twitter. Let's you know, know. Hey, you know what though? You know what though? I was actually popular in eighth grade. I, I'm gonna I put that pop- out there right there. It's the only time I was ever popular. I was in. popping in eighth grade. You were popping because I had just moved to Denver. Oh, I was you Crest were new. Hill. I was new. You were new. And I was a new black kid from you were Atlanta. The new black kid. So I was like from a real Atlanta. black kid. You were like the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. A Fresh Prince of Highlands Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> not not a big difference except. You didn't have Uncle Phil. I didn't have Uncle Phil. Nah, we there was all, no jazz. We all need Uncle Phil. I needed a jazz out needed there. needed a jazz. Yeah, did jazz did. come with Will? You know, I don't really feel <laughs> like they ever clarified. No, I don't feel like they ever clarified that. Jazz point. was his boy from back home, exactly. though, Exactly. Right? But they never, like, you never saw Jazz's house. Like, <laughs> did you? Like, you never saw I'll, where Jazz no, lived. No, he had an apartment for a while. Because I remember Will, like, went and lived with him. <laughs> oh, that's it, right. For, like, well, a was, minute. And yeah. then he was like, I got to get out of here. The college years, I think they were able to kind of, like, you know, mess with some of the some of the story. They were like, we need like, to give Jazz a house. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff needs a house. Jazz needs a house <laughs> that he could throw himself out of. Um, <laughs> hey, you know what? What? This is episode 20. Episode 20, This is episode 20, and you don't hate me yet, and I don't hate you yet. We're on the roll. And we... We only got 80 more to go. We'll be at 100. And we're adding likes. Although, you know what I discovered? Like, Facebook... Yeah. Facebook makes me mad. Um, You can see how many times you've been unliked. Wait, they tell you unlikes? Yeah. Now, we've got, like, two unlikes, and I'm like... Mm, haters. Ouch. Even though... You liked us and then you didn't then you like us? What's up with that? You want to like us. What is up with that? Maybe it was during the hiatus where they're like, man, these guys ain't they, doing they nothing. They ain't even doing nothing. They ain't doing nothing. I'd like to get in and be like, what made you unlike us? They were like, I accidentally liked you. I meant to like <laughs> something else. But I'm, I'm, <laughs> I meant to like I, Pringles. <laughs> I was just I was just trying to like a mic and, and then this one came up. You're trying to like Pringles. <laughs> I'm sorry. My daughter's been following uh, Denny's on Instagram. Oh, Denny's. And, and so somebody, like, so Denny's posted something, and somebody got all mad about it, and Denny's commented, we sell pancakes. <laughs> Just chill. <laughs> we Just sell chill. pancakes. We sell equity. That's right what we here. sell. That's what we be selling. Equity. So today, um, it's Friday. You can tell we've had a, a yeah, we're punching, wicked, we're punching. wicked week this week. Um, it's been really tough. A really tough couple of weeks, to be yeah, honest with you. Yeah, we'll probably has. turn serious for a minute, and then we'll get down to our foolishness, as yes. we always do. Um, but it is Friday. Uh, just to let you know, we are... I think I already said this. We are merely two public school teachers. I said that, didn't I? You said that. Said that. Uh, so we we have a couple of ground rules. We forgot to go over ground rules last yes. time we we yes. uh, recorded. But we didn't uh, break any of those ground rules. Not that I'm aware of. We haven't heard anything yes. yet. So will you uh, do us the honor of talking about our ground rules? We are a clean, family-oriented podcast. Family show. Family show, so That's we don't right. cuss. Don't cuss. We keep it appropriate. Keep we it do. PG. We do. Yeah. Uh we use anonymity, but we don't have any guests in the studio. Nah, we, we haven't had a guest in a minute. We no, we haven't had a guest we got in some, a while. We think we have some guests coming up. Well, you got people who like want to be on the show, and you're like, um... Yeah, um, some people want to be on it. You're like... And we're kind of like, now nah, we're good. Uh, we're good. Uh, we're, hey, we'll let you know. Like, we will. Uh, now yeah. people are like but we listening. Also, they're like, am I one of those people? The, the only people we throw under the throw under the bus are ourselves and each other. That's it. Um, That's so, it. you know, but other than that, we don't tend to call out people's names. Although I'm sort of mad at y'all who got Hamilton tickets for $10 for your kids, and I didn't. Come on, y'all. That's fake. That's fake, y'all. That's fake. fake. That's fake. How are you going to throw your name in the hat? 
Uh, yeah, I'm talking to you. Um, you know, you know you exactly know who, who you, you are. are. Shout out though, if you got um, Hamilton tickets for your kids, that's going to be a great that's crazy. thing. My kid is going to be stuck hearing me just yell Hamilton in the car, and that's y'all should be, just put it on at the house. That's going to be her Hamilton experience. Y'all just put it on at the house. Yeah, yep. <laughs> you just, you just like... That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. It's crazy. Um, yeah, that's it, right? That's 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 it. All right. Know. So yeah, we're here to talk about um, issues that face teachers of color in the communities that we serve um, in Denver and beyond. That's what I was going to tell you the other day. So um, on our podcasting like host page yes. where we where we keep our episodes, um, you can pull up demographics as to where your show is being listened yeah. to. Dog, we got people in Brazil listening to us. Brazil, Brazil. Yeah, Brazil. yeah. There's like, so, and I know it's probably somebody like that we know who is on vacation that clicked on is like, oh wait, it's too expensive here. But <laughs> but but by the data, we're global, man. We're global. Yeah, we, we got people. We got people from Maine to Spain. From oh, I see. Like if you go the other way, if you go west Maine to, to Spain. East, yeah, because Maine to Spain. That'd East be short. West, that's, that's, that's just yeah. That's just some ocean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That doesn't sound as good. It doesn't sound as cool. From Spain to Maine, I think. So shout out to all y'all. We yeah, appreciate it. We, we do. love y'all. We really do. We really do. And uh, we have surpassed three hundred likes on Facebook. There we, we have go. Surpassed a hundred follows on um on what's that called Instagram? Instagram and uh, Twitter. Twitter were up there. I I could look on my phone, but I'm not gonna. Um, but we are so. But we were just really humbled. Um, by by the uh, the shout outs and and people reaching out, uh, people participating in Justice Mondays yep. um, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but the last couple of weeks were a little bit tough. Um, I think we can uh, we can maybe uh, get into the "What Up with You" uh, yeah. segment of this yeah. show. So, what yeah. up with you? This week, it's been a long one. It's been a long one. I'm sitting on our school's personnel committee, oh, so yeah. we're doing some interviews. Uh, you know. Uh, We've had a long, like a lot of stuff going on. The week went fast. I did take off Monday. You did take off. Monday. I took off Monday. We had you some did. crazy PD last week where we took the SAT. Oh man! I beat your boy. You know what? <laughs> there is no evidence of that. No, because you wouldn't show your score. I'm just keeping it in my. I'm just gonna say I beat you. I'm a, that's that's cool because I'm saying that I beat you too. <laughs> what if uh, we got the exact same score? I know. Yeah, and, and what if we were the lowest in our department, like tied with the lowest score? <laughs> that would just feed all those. That would make me feel right? real bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we are talking. A but the little, SAT is cultural. It, it's culturally that's biased. What it is. <laughs> it's culturally <laughs> biased. Man, I didn't even know what I was talking about back in high school. I'd, I'd answer a question like, "Man, that's racist." <laughs> and now you start realizing that actually they frequently are culturally biased. You're like, "That was racist." Well, because there was like, I was a que- right. wasn't there? There's a question about Dickens, right? Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, let's let's ask that question, shall we? <laughs> um, yeah. But no. Yeah, so overall, good week. Yeah. It's, it's over. It's Friday. Yeah. So. We're, I mean, and we get to spend the end of our week together. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah, and and we we'll be getting into um, in this episode as it is hiring season, um, as it is the that most wonderful time of year for personnel committees. We are going to talk a little bit about um, what the hiring season portends for teachers of color, teacher candidates of color, maintaining a diverse staff. Yep. What some of those conversations are that are going on around that. But yeah, now it's been a rough week. It's been a rough couple of weeks, honestly, yeah. like a yeah. lot of late nights. Um, we, uh, we, without going into a lot of detail, um, to respect people's privacy, uh, we lost a member of our, of our school community, yeah. uh, two Saturdays ago. Um, very tragic, uh, you know, automobile accident. Definitely. And, uh, and that definitely takes a toll, um, 
on a school. And like that week was just really hard because I felt like I, you know, for a few days immediately after you, you just, you're just numb. You're just sitting there saying, why does like, it doesn't matter. How, how does this matter? Like yeah. in the grand scheme of things, and especially in a, um, in the, in the environment that we are working in right now, it's just very tough to even feel like you can take those moments you know uh for yourself you know yeah yeah but i i was uh really proud of our kids during the memorial service that they designed and put on you know and i think that's a testament to kind of student voice yeah when kids come to you in your building you know and I, i've shout out our administrators for putting it together yeah. and making sure that it could happen that way you know we had a school-wide memorial for all of our uh, high school students to attend and it was it was a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, it was healing in some ways. For sure. But, you know, there's some some pain. Some of those wounds will never heal. But yep. it, yeah. it brought us closer. Just to, to lose a young person that young. Um, we we uh, definitely and, you know, as as you as you may assume that when this kind of thing happens, it really destabilizes a family. And so uh, on the Facebook page, uh, we'll be sharing a GoFundMe page for this family. Yeah. And uh, feel free to contribute what you can. Um, they are left without a head of household um, and without a working age uh, you know, contributor. And so it, it's just very tough times, uh, a family that's been very dear to our community yeah. for a while. So, yeah. um, and it just kind of reminds you that, you know, you can never lose the human element of this because at the end of the day, we're all people trying to work our way through things. And, um, and one thing that I found myself thinking <clears throat> was that, uh, how thankful I am when, when my students walk in the door every day. Yeah. Cause you just don't know, you just don't know what life has in store. You just don't know what kind of like chaos is existing outside of, of the schoolhouse. And, um, and you know, for me, I've at least been able to be a little bit philosophical, even today yeah. when they're acting a fool, That's where I right. could say, where I can say, you know, I'm thankful. I'm thankful that you and that we are here together and we get another yeah, day I can of see breath. your smiling face and yeah. that, you know, you're doing your thing. And I know that at this moment you're okay. Yeah. I think that's important. You know, I think that that's, that's really what it's about. And it puts it into perspective, you know, because we can get caught up in standards and grading yep. and are we meeting our yep. objectives and, you know, discipline and all this other stuff. But in the end, you know, we're dealing with humans. Yeah. We, you know, see the humanity in the kids, mm -hmm. nothing like a tragedy, uh, unfortunately helps you see that humanity. Yeah, for sure. So keep, keep, uh, keep a focus on that. Um, we're, you know, February is kind of the, it's kind of the dog days of the school year isn't yeah. it? where it's like, like I, I remember, was, I don't remember who it was that said it, but it's like February is the Monday of the months. <laughs> right? yeah, well, the one thing I'm excited about February is Black History Month. Black History that's Month, the one that's thing. right. That's the one yes. thing that like, oh, I see, get. shame on me. You know, but shame I get what you're saying. Me. It yeah. does, is this like kind of point where you're like, okay, yep. how are we going to get through the rest? And you start yeah. to like, you know, have all these questions. Yep. And every time. Like, well, because at the end is so far off that. There's so and and I don't know like do you have teacher friends that are kind of like or non-teacher friends that are kind of like are you excited for the end of the year I'm never excited for the end of the year because I have so much to do still and it's like rushing up to at get you. through it and, and it's to like be ready. I would not say that excited is the word I just hope I can get everything done I'm happy when it gets here when I <laughs> when finally I get done, leave when I get done turning that checkout sheet and I'm like I'm out. You know, I think I've only turned in one checkout sheet the last five years. You have? Yeah, I just like, I'm like, I don't know where my checkout sheet is. I'm out. I'm just out. <laughs> I'm gone. I'm done. Everything's done. I'm yeah. done. 
Yeah. So I mean, so so that is right. It is it is Black History Month, and it allows us to highlight some things. Um, you know that we would love to be highlighting all the time in all of our yeah. classrooms. But yeah. um, how do you uh, proceed in your classroom with uh, Black History Month, and especially in a school that does not have a significant get black po- population? Yeah. You know, in class from year to year, it'll come up. But I don't know if I do much yeah. uh, in terms of lessons. And I, this year, I think I might do a little different. Uh, right now, we're in a unit on the Indian Removal Act. And, and the kids are really debating it and understanding perspectives yeah. and really digging into firsthand accounts of what happened to really understand this event and how it happened. But I think after we finish this up, I might do a little brief stuff on black history. Um, you always wonder, too, when you're kind of – and I think it's important for all kids to understand it. Yeah. Uh, to black history. But I wonder, do they get tired of yeah. it? And, and does it get played out? And is it kind of this over and over uh, kind of retread of the kind of four horsemen of black history? Right. The, yeah. the you know, Martin, Martin uh, Rosa, Rosa Parks, Frederick Douglass Douglas. and Obama, and Ob- <laughs> <laughs> you know, and Obama jumped a whole bunch of people. Yep, 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 yep. Obama jumped a whole bunch of people. Yep. But I think where I do the most is with the Black Student Alliance. Yeah. With the BSA. Yeah, tell them what y'all are doing. So uh, the BSA this year, we started it last year, but we have a door decorating competition for our advisements, which are like our homerooms. And so we are challenging every advisement to decorate. And this year, uh, to avoid like the common stuff that we see, we yep. said, we want to see some of those people who are lesser known yep. because we know that black history is extensive, yep. you know? And so when I, when I mentioned it to kids, they were like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so we're thinking about musicians, but we're also making posters that should be up pretty yep. soon um, cool. around the school. You, you know what y'all didn't say? What? A deadline. Oh, we didn't say a deadline, <laughs> but thank you for reminding us that. Because last year, last it snuck year, up on everybody. It snuck up on everybody, and my crew worked really hard. And then we're like, "Wait, we it didn't pass." Yeah, but y'all still did something good. No, we think we think so. We but, think so. They're but, ready. but our goal is that, that that people are researching, teaching, learning something yep. new about you know these important people to not only Black history. And this is why mm-hmm. I don't necessarily teach Black history because I teach about yeah. Black people all the time yeah. in my yeah. class and yeah. try to really include them. Uh, you know, my history and our people's history throughout so that it's not separated. Um, you know, but I think it, it's important that people take it further and develop this idea and understanding that black people are complex. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to see some doors with with my boy Colin Powell on it and my boy uh, <laughs> my Herman Cain on it, you know, because these black Republicans <laughs> are still going places Man. like I don't know if I'd go Man. into these rooms. All right, so so we should do one on the on the, on our uh, HUD. Uh, uh, yeah, ben, uh, sleepy, sleepy, <laughs> black troopy. Oh, I just said that. Oh. I just said that. I'm oh. sorry, Doctor Ben Carson. Doctor Ben Carson. We're do you want to hear a funny we, story? We know that Doctor Ben Carson is a loyal listener. Do you want to hear a great story about Ben Carson? This is, is a real story. Is this going to cost us follows? Uh, only. Well, no, probably not. No, this is real talk. This shows even, you I even, how I don't even know the story. How common the man is. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Common. Common. Average. No, not average. Your <laughs> brother is not average. He's separating brains. <laughs> separating right, yeah, conjoined yeah. twins. That's yeah. hard stuff. Separating people from their homes. And he's sleepy all the time. How do you do that? <laughs> you know, separating people from their homes. Oh, I caught that. So, my dad uh, went to Morris Brown College in Atlanta. Okay. okay. And uh, I remember it was probably about, oh, shoot. I was probably 14 or 15. So, this is probably, you know, 20, 20, 20. 25 years ago. 
And so uh putting that age out there. Putting that age out there. And so uh my dad goes and they're giving him an award. They're recognizing, you know, all these people who come through the program and who really contributed to the community and done a lot. And so my dad gets an award. Guess who's there that night? Also getting an award. Dr. Ben Carson. Dr. Ben Carson. What? So he's staying, cool. we're staying in um, I think the downtown Atlanta Marriott, you yeah. know? And so uh we we go, we do our little thing, you know, it's like a weekend, and my dad gets his awards, real cool thing. Ben Carson gets his award, does his little speech, my yep. dad does his speech. Yeah. We come back to Denver, right? And it's it's months down the road. And we start getting these bills from bills. the hotel. Oh, okay. For a fifty dollar blueberry pancake breakfast. <laughs> what? <laughs> to Dr. Ben Carson. Oh wow! So somehow the, you were getting, it got char- mixed you were getting up. charged for Dr. Ben Carson's blueberry pancakes. Yeah, because the the people gave the award. They paid for the they paid for the hotel. Fifty dollars on blueberry pancakes. Man. If I'm lying, I'm dying. Wait, I wish does, my that, mom mean, was does here. that mean the hotel was really expensive, or does that mean that he ate a lot? I of pancakes? think so. The the people who gave I my think pops the awards to so the people who put it on, they paid for the hotels. Right. But I think you know they were like, we ain't paying for your breakfast. <laughs> But Dr. Ben Carson, so he kept, so I hope you paid that bill, yeah, Dr. Ben. Dr. Ben Carson, you need to pay that I bill. I hope you paid that it's for your a, blueberry pancakes, it's brother. It's been a quarter of a century, and you hopefully have paid for your pancakes. You're trying to get time. the Adams family to pay for it. I can tell you that my advisement will likely not do one of Dr. Ben Carson. No. I'm not allowed they're, they're, to. Man, no, no. They're not going to. No. So here's the other thing. You know thing. who I would love? I would love if mine would do... Byard Rustin. Oh, okay. That'd be yeah. dope. Yeah. Uh, he's one of my favorite people. Or like, I mean, I know, like, he, this is the other thing, too, because you talked about the uh, four horsemen of the, um, of, of black history. I was going to yeah. say the black opera. Yes. The black, I can't say that. <laughs> like, this is, words are hard. Um, of the, of the, uh, of black history month. But how often, like, everybody knows who Harriet Tubman was. Yeah. And I'm, I'm rocking my Harriet yes. Tubman t-shirt today. Yes. Um, but, I, but I wonder if we miss some of the radicalism that that defines some of these individuals, particularly Dr. King, you know, when Dr. King gets used to sell trucks. Ram trucks. Man. I was like, like I here's, can't here's believe the thing that. that. Here's the thing that kills me is that there's a whole room of people that looked at that. And it is, from what I understand, although I'm boycotting the NFL, yes. still, even yes. in the offseason, um, it, like That's the best time to boycott some, it. Like it costs, from what I understand, it costs a lot of money. Yeah, to get an ad. That's right. So a bunch of people looked at the price, looked at the copy, and said, "That seems good." Yeah, I think There's we no nailed problem it. With this. I think we nailed it. Or going back to H and M with the, the the kid in the hoodie and the monkey on the black H&M kid. H and M is closing all kinds of locations. They're closing mad locations. But but again, I think <laughs> it goes back to to like we're going to talk about in a little bit hiring. So yeah. when you're going through and you're hiring people, this is why you need people of color in these positions yep. to make these high-level decisions. Because I can't imagine a person of color would have been like, hold up. Yeah. We've taken Dr. King, one of the most important people to this country and to black people, a patron saint to black people. Yeah. And we are going to and we're gonna use his words. To slang a truck. To sell trucks that are usually driven by racist white people. <laughs> Sorry, it's, it's hashtag Real Talk Friday. Hashtag Real Talk Friday. I'm sorry. We, we, uh, if you're driving a Ram truck, if you like, shout maybe out you to, ought to ask yourself some questions. Not, we, should get, <laughs> we should get t-shirts printed up that says, uh, you know, intersectional progressives for Ram trucks, you know, like something like that. I don't know. No, but it, uh, but, but it is interesting because there's this tone deafness, right? 
Um, and I was like, I was watching the news and like, don't define racial like realities on your local morning news. But you know, so you know, there's the Shawnee Davis yes. um, controversy yeah. where, you know, where he sort of, he was upset that he didn't get, that he wasn't chosen to carry the flag at the opening yeah. ceremony. Yeah. I have a question about the opening ceremony. Yes. I'll, let me, I'll get to that in a second. Okay. So he, he, he uh, posts his complaint on Twitter and says, hashtag Black History Month. And so there are these four these four white people. It might even be five yeah, white people yeah, on Channel yeah. 9. I'm shouting you out, Channel 9. Channel Get 9. It right. Yes. They're all commenting on this, right? And, yes. And one of them's like, well, we don't really know why he hashtag Black History Month. Like, maybe he thinks there's some racism. So after, like, <laughs> after 20 seconds of careful deliberation amongst themselves, this... These four white people decided, no, I don't think that's what it was. They, they don't think it has to do with racism. <laughs> just, he's probably and really happy like, about Black History Month. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. So you don't actually have a black person on your on your set to, to, to like, it bounces off of, y'all just going to be like, nah, I don't think that was it. You know, it must have been something else. Um, but how is it that the opening ceremonies are, they're tonight, right? Yes. But there have been events going on all week. <laughs> this stuff. It's I because the Olympics are all about money so here's, and TV revenue. I, I just have a message to the IOC really quickly. I don't think opening ceremony means what you think it does. <laughs> like, 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 how's an opening ceremony when a bunch of people walking already competed? It was only curling. No, because there were skaters, too. Because there was this big story about the Colorado skaters who got fourth, and they were all disappointed. Shout out to fourth place. <laughs> you finished a lot better than I did. Fourth, hey. You beat a bunch of other people. You beat a bunch of other people, just not enough people to get a gold medal or any medal. That's the that cool roast. I'm not right. Ra- it's fire it, roast. Dog, it is not a roast if it's true. If it's true. That's not that's not true. Because people say true stuff all the time. You're like, that's a good roast. No, that's a good point. That's a good it's point. Good. That's a good You're point. like, it's good because it was yeah, true. It's good because it was true enough. <laughs> I, I would say it's good because it's true enough. <laughs> or I think maybe it could be true. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, man. So we're getting into hiring season right now. Oh, before we before we get into that, um, we uh, want to advertise, shout out um, an event that we've been in um, involved in the planning process. Yes, with, yes. Uh, our friends at uh, BLM fifty two eighty, as well as Cafe Cultura, um, hit us up. Uh, Aracruz, Michael Diaz, like you guys are dope. Yes. Um, we are putting together a meetup on Sunday. February the oh, 11th. 11th, thank you. This Sunday. February the 11th, this Sunday coming up, 1230 to 230. Yes. Um, for teachers of color who yes. are looking to establish connections and have some conversations about social justice and what we're doing in our schools. Um, so if you're interested, check out our Facebook. We do have, there is an event going around Facebook. There will be food. Yes. Assuming we can get somebody to give us a good give deal us on it. Some, but, yes, we've but been yeah, trying no, to, we, we got we got to, that, to solicit that big, donations. That was a big conversation yesterday. Uh was and I and I and we're pretty and we're in pretty good shape, shape. with that. But um but definitely hit us up, come and we'd love to meet you all. Love it's, to it, see you, love to build community. Yeah, it's a joint effort between uh BLM fifty two eighty, Cafe Cultura, and of course your two dope teachers and a mic. Um, a lot of good folks, uh, I understand are going to be there. Um, what do we think we like, what are we thinking or hoping that we can get out of a gathering like this? You know, I, when we talked about it in the planning session, you know, it's first a place to build community, but a place where we can talk about our successes. Yep. Uh, I'll, oh, I was going to be mad cause I, uh, 
I, I can't remember the three S's, right? Successes, struggles, struggles, and strategies. And strategies. So we're really going to try to be, you know, proactive and, and let people leave with with some things, but also have a space where we can come together and hear each other's stories. Yep. Because I think, you know, we want to eliminate that feeling of isolation that teachers of color are constantly feeling that feeling of alienation, yep. you know, that comes up where you're like, I don't know who to eat with at lunch, yep. or I don't know who to talk to at the meeting, or who do I sit with? Yeah. You know, where are my people? But we're hoping that we can build a community where we can really help each other through these things. And I think the ultimate goal is help teachers stay in the game, yeah. feel good about the work that they do, yep. and, and, and know that, you know, as teachers of color, we're doing great stuff. Yep. And share those ideas with each other. Definitely. And I think, like, you know, we've talked about it repeatedly on this show. Um, talk about the importance of recognizing that we're not crazy, that our racialized experiences are important. And there's still a lot of work to do. Like, you mentioned retention. And, and one thing that's kind of been on my mind a lot lately is just kind of if our, if our students of color experience um, ignorance, um, you know, uh, racial microaggressions yep. in, in their walks through our schools. I'm curious as to how many teachers of color would say that they also experience some of those same that. things. And that's a tough conversation. It really is. Um, but I think like you learn as a teacher of color, especially because so many of us are isolated, uh, you learn that that's just not something you can talk about publicly. You just kind of get over it. Um, and you move on, but maybe this is a way to kind of get out there. Um, speaking of that, yeah. uh, the other thing we would love for you to check us out is that we appeared on the Colorado Education Association's lead, Leader Podcast. Yeah, shout uh, out with, to CEA Leader yep, Podcast. Shout out to Carrie Dahlman, uh, president of CEA, and uh, Amy baca Oler, yes. um, vice president of CEA. They came down to our schoolhouse. And uh, and we and we got to be interviewed yes. for a show, and of yes. course we made it the longest show they've ever had because that's what we do. Um, but check us out there. We could talk. They're talk. on SoundCloud. Um, we also posted a link to the episode if you want to check us out. Uh, they had two mics for us. Yes, they beautiful. did. Um, they had a producer and a producer. Yeah, shout out Frank. Frank. Frank followed us on Facebook too. Nice. So that's cool. Or nice. liked us on Facebook. You like on Facebook, follow on follow. other things. Um, no, but so I think that this gathering is gonna is gonna be a, a very important step in the right direction to try to keep more of us in the game, um, because it's just one of those things where it's like I would love to just be able to talk to a group of people where I don't necessarily have to explain everything, right? Yeah, and that's I, a nice that's a nice feeling. And I know that there's a very good chance that we have similar experiences, and that people believe your experience. Yeah, like I think that's a big thing, you know. Yeah. Like in in our building, I think at times people are like, "Oh yeah, but is that really what happens right. all the right. time, or right. is that or is there is another that, way to look at it? Are you cut? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honoring my truth. Yeah, like when I tell you I'm feeling this way, I'm not making it up. Yeah, I'm telling you for a reason. Yeah. There's something that's going on that's making me feel like I'm not a part in yeah. the same way. Yeah. As, and you might think you're nice to me and wonderful to me. Yeah. But at times, you might be doing things that is yeah. making me feel like another. Yeah. Like an outsider. Like I'm not part. Yeah. You know? And we, we were talking this week about, you know, people questioning our judgment. Yeah. As teachers of color. Yeah. You know? And that feeling where it's like. Well, are you sure you're doing – are you in the right place? Yeah. Are your students supposed yeah. to be here? Yeah. Are people coming in and, like, correcting your students? Yep. And I'm like, why are you coming in and correcting my students? Right. They were doing exactly. what I asked them to do. Yeah, exactly. And Yeah, exactly. And I think that's where, you know, on the uh, – we're going to call the CEA episode episode 19 and a half. Yeah. Um, where, where we were sort of talking about how it's, it's very tough because – 
the way many of us carry ourselves in the in the school is different from our white counterparts and sometimes hard to understand um, outside of our community. And yeah, absolutely. The type of scrutiny that I think we can kind of get. And, um, and, and it can be, it can be incredibly isolating in that way. Um, so yeah, so it's just interesting to kind of think about, um, as, as we kind of work, um, we're going to get into some talking about hiring people of color, hiring teachers of color and what kind of priority it is. Um, you, one of the things that, that you did, and you kind of spoke to, I don't want to necessarily beat a dead horse, but you've talked about how important it is for uh, teachers of color within their buildings to get involved on the yeah. personnel committee. Yeah. Um, can you say more about why it, why you think it's important? To well, you know, from that? my experience sitting at the meeting last night, which was great, because we had three teachers of color on our committee, one white teacher, yeah. or one, I'm sorry, one white person our administrator right, right. but i think it, w- it was a good feeling and there were certain things that were brought up about uh assets that yeah. weren't always seen yeah. you know by the dominant culture and yeah. things that we value that we're hearing teachers say about equity and just talking with other people of color and being in a position to make those decisions yeah you know, and really have your voice heard, yeah. I think is critical. And it's it's a lot of extra hours. Yep. It's not paid. Yep. Uh, it's kind of frustrating at times. Yeah. Well, but, especially if you're in a situation where, you know, you have a lot of good candidates or in a situation where you maybe have to reduce your building force. And that yep. can be very tough, too. That can be tough. But I think it's important for us to get out here, to get on the school leadership teams, to get in these positions where we can make a difference and and really influence school policy. Because I think a lot of the times the policy, the people we're hiring are really affecting our students in in tremendous ways. And so if if we can influence the conversation and, you know, help people see why candidates of color are really strong. Yeah. And, and really good for our building and good for our culture, even though they might not have gone to the same schools, these high-end schools, right. which is a feeling that I always have. And I see, you know, people's resumes and they've gone to like, you know, these Ivy League schools and done this, you know, elite sort of education. And I'm, I think about myself, but then I realize, you know, when I compare myself as a teacher, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm competing pretty well with them. You know yeah. what I mean? And so I think that's why it's critical to really be involved in that conversation, to be at the table, to put ourselves at the table. And I think Mikey is uh, also on his school's PC. Yeah, yeah I you think know, he, said, I think that. he yeah. said that. So I think it's it's really important. I know it's a pain, but the more and more we can advocate to be there, the better off we're going to be. The more teachers who look like us and our students will be in our building. Yeah. I, th- I think that's right. And as I'm feeling shamed about not <laughs> serving on any of these committees. Um, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. And I, and I think it's about like recognizing that, that we do have a perspective to offer that's invaluable, that, that is unique and, um, and that can really add to the school culture. Um, so uh, you found an article that I think uh, we should talk about. Yeah. Uh, this this is from back in December, but um, this is uh, the Fresno Unified School District 
is um, looking to increase diversity in its workforce. They're putting their money where their mouth is. So you want to talk about why this jumped out at you and why what you think we can sort of learn from the Fresno experiment, if you will? Yeah. So uh, first of all, you know, every morning when I get up, I go to my computer and I kind of, you know, you have that news feed where yeah. it's just like everything, all sorts of stories. Yeah. Um, and when I'm not looking at like what the best hamburger in every state <laughs> is, because that's like the story that I like, what is the best pizza place best pizza in place. every state? Okay, all right. And then, like, I'm trying to make my plans. I'm like, oh, what's in Colorado? Oh, it's in Colorado Springs. If I ever go Colorado to Colorado Springs, Springs I'm going to have that pizza. You're going to have that. Okay. And then I forget about it because I don't go to Colorado Springs for a variety of reasons. For a variety of reasons. But I stumbled across this article, you know, and when it says, you know, Fresno, I read the title and it's like, I never had any teachers that look like me. I was like, oh. Oh, this sounds right up it's our alley. This has, is what we talk about. Hashtag same. You know, so I decided to read the article. Yep. And, and what, what got me is they have this brother in the picture. And he's got this great look on his Shout face. Shout out to Jeff Copeland. Jeff Copeland. You know, he's teaching with enthusiasm. You know, and, and he he looks like me. Yeah. He looks like people I know. I mean, to be if fair, like, he's slightly better looking than oh, you. Oh, oh see, kidding. that was a hot roast just right there. Just kidding. No, it's, yeah, it's not true, He might though. be. It's he not, might be. It's, it's the glasses. True, that brother, his Yeah, when you put those glasses on to, to dress like Thurgood Marshall, you look sharp. I look I sharp. I, I look sharp. Lie. He had on his hoodie. You know, he's yeah, representing. Yeah, yeah. But then reading through the article, and he talked about his experience as to why he wanted to be a teacher and the challenges that he faced. And then when they got into what Fresno is doing, what the school district yeah. of Fresno, Fresno Unified, shout out to y'all. You know, I thought it was impressive. And uh, for those of you who haven't seen the article or don't know what I'm talking about, what Fresno is doing is they've actually created a pipeline for teachers of color from their students, their high school students. Yep. And so what they're doing is really trying to fund those kids to make yeah. sure the things that we've talked about as to what's keeping them out to help pay for their education, yeah. to help get them through so that they can do their internships and be successful yeah. and stick it out, yeah. which I think is really, really important, you know? And I think, uh, in the article, it mentions that, um, you know, there's a lot of kids who say, I want to be a teacher. I just don't know the pathway to it. Yeah. And I just thought, think about my district and, um, you know, uh, reading about some different programs, pathways to teaching programs yeah, here in Denver. Here yeah. in Denver. Um, but more of these programs that literally go into schools and tell them, if you want to be a teacher, we're going to be your roadmap to get you there. Yeah, for sure. We're going to help you get to that point of being a teacher. Yeah. And we know you want to come back to this community and right. teach. Right. And so we will have a job for you in this community yeah. where you grew up, where you live, yeah. so that you can be a teacher. Yeah, I think that's right. And I think that um, we're always trying to look at the more cynical ways to um, to attract teachers to the profession in terms of compensation and that kind of thing. But at the same time, there's also the question of, well, we know that these are people that want to make a difference in their communities. And we know that these are people who've grown up in certain conditions. And, like, isn't it powerful to say to a young person, hey, do you know that as a teacher, you can actually 
make an impact on somebody's life, on a person's life, on a real person's life, not not through these kind of back channels and sort of in abstract ways, in very real ways, you can make a change for somebody. Yeah. And uh, and it can be a really powerful thing. Yeah, I think I think that's the critical thing for for kids to really understand, you know, when you're a teacher, you're touching the future, you're touching your community, you're you're really giving back. And it's it's something that I just rejoice in all the time that I have the chance to connect with my community, with my through my students, right? And and build on to all of these great things that they already have to offer. You know, and I think kids appreciate it when when you help them see that. And and they also see you as someone who helps them. Yeah. And they kind of are like, I want to give back. Yeah. I want to do what you did for me for other people. Yeah. Or maybe even better. So whenever I hear my kids of color saying, I want to be a teacher, I have a student in my advisement who, you know, warmed my heart when she said, I want to be a teacher because yeah. I think she'd be an amazing teacher. Yeah. You know, and her big wondering is, how do I pay for school? Yeah. And so if she had this pathway program, mm-hmm. she would be perfect for it. Yeah. And she would kill it. She would go through it. And I would just love to see her as my colleague, you know. Um, yeah. So I think the more districts that are willing to put their money where their mouth Absolutely. is and literally go into classrooms. And the thing I love about the pathway to teaching program is that it's in schools yep. and that you're actually doing teacher ed work before you now imagine that I'm a kid of color <laughs> and I get I get to whatever school I go yep. to see you, you know, Penn State, whatever school, yeah. the University yep. of Georgia. And I come in. And I can already talk about pedagogical yep. strategies. You've done. I can. Al- I've already done research on brain development and metacognition for young people. Yeah. I, then yeah, that same. puts me ahead. Yep. Of my white colleagues, who at times, you know, we always feel like we are behind because yep. we don't have the same knowledge. Yeah. But if I want kids of color going into education. Yeah. Then I'm putting stuff that helps them understand yeah. what education kind of get, means. Helping them get a foothold in um, in in a future path, and, and and we know the research around uh, confidence among kids of color when they go into classrooms, especially when they go into college. I mean, it's why we often do have an attrition rate in the first couple of years of a four year college experience that they can be really tough, and um, you know you can just see that making a really big difference. Um, it would just be a really interesting thing to see. You know, we've we've had students come back and talk about becoming teachers, and it, it it's just such a it, it can be such a cool thing. Now, there there is a part of me that also like hesitates a little. Yeah, yeah. But but I think the thing to say to kids is like, no, this work is not easy, and you will never be given the respect that you probably deserve. Um, and it's hard and. And you'll feel beaten down a lot of days, but yep. at the same time, you're you're like engaging in the struggle, like on a daily basis. You're out there on the regular, right? And you are you are getting involved in the lives of people, and that's that's where the biggest power is. Yeah, for me, I see education as being an activist. Yeah, you know, it, it's and I think that's part of me as being different as a teacher of color. Yeah, and and you as being a teacher of color, like we see it as activism. Yeah, as that there is a deep value to this. And I want to work hard that all of my kids are getting exactly yeah. what they need and what they deserve. Yeah, that's right. And and we are on the front lines because I think the way kids are socialized in school reflects the dominant culture. You know, 
Yeah. Uh, the banking method of education reflects yep. the dominant culture. Jeffrey Duncan Andrade, shout out. Right? Yep. That public schools do exactly what they're meant to do. Yep. Separate who's going to be the boss, yep. who's going to be in charge, who's going to be the labor. Yep. Right? And why am I the labor? I got D's and C's. We yep. hear about it. Yep. Well, why did I get. Shout out to Horace Mann. Yeah. <laughs> you know, why did I get D's and C's? Well, there's a whole bunch of other stuff. I didn't feel connected. Yep. I didn't see people like me. Nobody encouraged me. People let me slide. Yeah. Nobody pushed me to drive to 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 be better. Nobody gave me the space to really talk about my issues yep. and just hear me and honor my truth. Yeah. And make me feel like even though I feel like this place is racist, I should still come back because you're there for me. Yeah, I mean, young you know, people aren't going to opt out of the country, right? Um, no. And and I think that yeah, as much as they want some of us to opt out of the they, country, as much as they wish that, that, that we, we would, would. Uh, we ain't we're going not, we're not going to opt out of the country. We have a mortgage here. <laughs> <laughs> Can't just leave because then we won't be able to come back. Um, but yeah, so in, in the same way, it's like you can either stand idly by while the struggle bypasses you, or you can get involved in it. And it is the responsibility of, of school districts to ensure that your, your most likely people to understand your population are the ones teaching them. Um, you also sent this thing about NYC teach, NYC men teach. Yeah. Um, interesting thing. Uh, this was a, uh. This was an initiative over, under uh, Mayor uh, de Blasio, right? Yes. Um, and what was it that jumped out at you about this particular initiative? Why am I a young men's initiative? You know, because as a, as a young black male, so many times we, we, we don't go into teaching. You know, we have so many other things that we want to do. Right. Right? From, you know, we want to ball. We want to make big bucks. We want to <laughs> do big things. But... I definitely wanted to. Ball. You know, we 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 want to do big things, and I get it. For young black men, status is everything. Sure. I, I want status. I gotta be somebody, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I want to be somebody, and this again was one of those examples of saying, "I'm gonna reach out to young men and encourage them to be a part of the community yep. and and really help them," because I think, you know, male teachers can speak to men. Mm-hmm. And in a different way. And and while I know our girls of color are going through a lot of experiences that yep. are really negative. Yep. And I think, to be honest, I think black girls have it the worst. It, it's very difficult. Yeah. They are judged. Absolutely. You know, our Latina girls are, are, are consistently saying, you know, they've got attitude. They're this, you know. But I think our males are really struggling. Yeah. And I think the more they can see us yeah. in a positive light. It really means something powerful yeah. and it, it really connects. And I was talking to my barber last week when I was getting my hair cut. Um, yeah, you did get your hair Shout out to the House of Hair. Oh, the House of Hair. We got the dopest cuts in all of Park Hill. There you go. There, there we you go. go. House of Hair uh, sponsorship? No, yeah, sorry. See, uh, we'll see about that. <laughs> but, you know, he went to two schools. Oh, you were telling me about this. And, yeah. And he, he talked about going to an all-black elementary and middle school. And then moving to a more integrated school for high yep. school. And I asked him straight up, which school did you like better? He's like, I like the high school, the traditional yeah. integrated high school, because it helped me get that college experience. Because I could go off yeah. campus and had to learn to be yep. myself. Yep. But he said, really? The place where I developed my confidence to be somebody, to have pride, yeah. and how I carry myself 
was at that all black school. It's like it's like what Killer Mike said, right? Like you know, really, you should have the ability to see yourself and people like you in a positive light before you know you get kind of tossed into this diverse environment where there may be power hierarchies that nobody's preparing you for. Yeah, no, I thought that was a really yeah. interesting story for sure. Yeah, and I and again, I think it goes back to this article about um, the Young Men's Initiative, and and one of the things. <laughs> that men of color haven't had positive school experiences. No. I'm one of them. No. There were negative times. I remember getting sent out of the room yep. when I wanted to share my thoughts or being uh, pushed down. <laughs> share your thoughts. Well, because <laughs> because I wasn't waiting. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Because yeah. I knew we, we, I had we the knowledge in, in the room. We have a student in common right. who does not wait. <laughs> who doesn't wait. Because I think that student's like, I have the knowledge. Yeah. I've got the knowledge. I know yep. the answer. And, I, and I'm 11 and have no self-control. So and you I'm, worry that so you're I'm not going to get called on. And, mm-hmm. it, and at times I haven't been. Yeah. And I haven't been recognized for the knowledge that I have. You yeah. know. And so I think that if we can have kids having these positive experiences, more young men are going to want to go into it. Yeah. Well, I mean, and think about it this way. Like, you know, when we were sitting um, with uh, with the CEA leadership, um, one of the things that kind of came up is how so often as teachers of color, we have to be everything to the to kids of color. Yeah. Like, so, you know, when I'm the only teacher of color in a school as a Latino indigenous male, I also have to be able to respond to African-American kids. I also have to be able to respond to this that, and the other yep. kid. Yep. If you have more than one person from a different background, like that's even that's so powerful. Because, I mean, imagine like, okay, so one African American teacher is great. What if you have five? And then what you have is you've got different lenses through which you can reliably right. see experiences of African American kids. So yeah, we we know that not all teachers of color are woke to the same degree. Yeah, some that's of us right. some of us stay snoozed. Yep, as, uh, yep. as as our as our boy Joey. Are we allowed to say his name on the air? Joey B.A. Yeah, Joey B.A. Joey uh, B.A. said, you know. Y'all some, know who we talk some, about. Some of us awake while some stay snoozed. Yep. And, and some of us have our moments, right? Like we all have blind spots. Like my, like I have a blind spot when it comes to my Latino males because I think I get really frustrated with them when, when I feel that they don't comprehend the gravity of what they need to be doing right now and the way that I believe that the, that the cards are stacked against yep. them. I mean, uh, young Latino men have the have the lowest graduation rate in our district and yep. and in our school. Yeah, and, and they are the lar- one of the largest pop and one of the largest populations. We're so, failing them, so I get we mad. Are failing them. Yeah. Oh man, don't get me started, yeah. man. Right. So I so I get mad when we when we fail them, but I also get extremely frustrated with them when I don't see them grabbing these opportunities as I perceive them. Yep. Now, how powerful would it be for another teacher of a similar background of mine saying, you know what, Hedda, I think there's another way to look at this. Like, yeah. I think there's another way to look at how these kids are working. And I think also, like, as a black male in the building, yep. how powerful would it be to have a black woman in the building oh. who then is kind of like, Kev. Kev, call, call me Kevin, out. Kevin. Who called me out. Kevin, you said something. <laughs> you, you, you and, know. you know, because here we are, we're, we're men. And yeah. so, and we have a, a male perspective. We do. We have we have a male perspective. We enjoy male privilege. We are beneficiaries That's right. That's of right. many aspects of patriarchy. That's right. And so, like, so, so it's why it is not sufficient to just get your one kind of token person in yeah. the building. Yeah. And that gets me to something I think that. Um, so, if, uh, we uh, a friend of mine. Uh, he he. Uh, I shouldn't say his name because who knows? He, yeah. he, he's trying to stay working. Um, but he served in many leadership positions, and his perspective is, listen, 
what you do is you decide as a committee that we need to make our teaching force more diverse. And so what we need to do is like, obviously, legally, you can't say we are looking for teachers Teach of color. color. White teachers need not apply. This is not necessarily what you're doing. But he says it's important to have an agreement that if meeting the needs of your students is a priority, yep. and if trying to find individuals who can relate and connect and bring a perspective that's different, yep. i.e. teachers of color, you prioritize that. And this is where you have HR processes will say, well, as long as they're qualified, it's like, no, not as long as anything. Like if you have five candidates and one is a person of color, you need to give that person of color every opportunity to get that job. Like I, I think every I think it's really important. I think it's really important, you know, because in my experience, a lot of those teachers of color do impactful things in a different way. Yep. And they approach it yep. in a different way. And I think at times, because of a variety of reasons, you know, we're held out of the door. Yeah. Oh, you were this close. Oh, but yeah. and I've heard it sitting in interviews. Oh, well, did you see where they went to college? Yeah. They went to th such and such school. Well, I, and I, it's, I've it's, even been in the room when somebody says something along the lines of, well, we could hire that one, but do we want somebody who's just popular or do we want somebody who's a really good teacher? Popular, And right? Yeah, and, and that comes back to something you and I have been kind of harping on the last few weeks, but like this whole idea that our qualifications spring from purely from the color of our skin and our ability to be relatable and fun. That's right. right. That's and, right. And charismatic like that. I'm starting to feel like, like when I was younger, people used to tell me I was articulate. Yes. Which was really offensive. Yep, yep, um, yep. And now if somebody tells me I'm charismatic, I kind of feel the same way. It's yeah. like, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, what would Talib Kweli say? I speak at schools a lot because they say it's I'm intelligent. intelligent. No, not it's because I'm dope. If I was whack, I'd be irrelevant. Speaking, <laughs> you brought it up. I just got to shout this oh, out. I'm man. going to see the legends. Black man. Star tomorrow. Yasin Bey. Talib Kweli. One, two, yeah, three. Yasin Bey is allowed. He, he's in the country. He's so allowed to be I'm in the country. Mean, I'm wondering. Somebody like, fill us in. I'm wondering. Like, like, I thought Twitter. Yasin Bey was never coming back to the United States. Well, first it sounded like he didn't ever want to. To, but then it sounded like he, he couldn't. couldn't. <laughs> and then they ran out of water in South Africa. Hey, maybe, yeah. <laughs> well, and maybe they don't know that Yasin Bey is most deaf. You may get Because they're, they're like, going to be like, wait, most, we're, de most we're, deaf is banned. He's like, oh, that's sad. I'm Yasin Bey. They're at the airport looking for most deaf. <laughs> he just puts on some sunglasses well, he, and a hat. He's not shows that, that passport. He's not that tall either. Yasin so Bey. Man, that, that's going to be a great show. And they're I, just I, sitting there. Well, I can't I'm believe stoked. I'm not going, I'm man. Stoked. Like, I'm stoked it's, it's for just it. terrible. It's um, a legendary opportunity. You know? Oh man, yeah. If don't if y'all ain't heard the Black Star record, what is the Black Star? <laughs> is it the cat with the black shades? The black car? Is it shining from very far oh, to where, where you, you are? are. <laughs> we be oh, shining and shining because we rhyming and rhyming. We be shining and shining. Oh, my now gosh. we're just about to bite like black <laughs> stars and kind of go into this. But but I think there is that sort of we need to be able to see that. First of all, I think that if we if we look at schools as this sort of summary of moving parts, I, and I'm sorry I've been teaching industrialization, yeah, yeah, so yeah. if we just look at like all these moving parts, we tend to look at the moving parts in isolation. Yeah. We tend to be like, what we need is one part that has an Ivy League education and is like articulate, but can complete forms on time yes. and meets deadlines and also engages the kids and all that kind of stuff. Like we tend to, we don't look at the system as a whole. And because if we looked at 
if if we looked at the ecosystem of the school that we work in, yep, yep. it would be very easy to see what we're missing. It'd yep. be easy to step back and say, you know what? Like I was at a school um, prior to this one where it was kind of like everybody in this building is great in terms of their individual qualifications. Yeah. As a unit, we have too much of the same thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And if you step back, you're like, well, you know what? Like we got this brother, this sister coming here here to interview. Maybe. We need to actually step back and see the big picture and say, what does this individual bring that, that nobody else have. brings? Because that I really think that's a way right to now. do it. And and it's like and I think that I think that HR departments in central office of any district all the way down to hiring committees have to be willing to I saw there's a, a shout out to Mad Gal Reedy. She's one of our followers on Instagram, been teaching in Thailand all this time. Awesome. awesome. Um she posted a meme the other day that said, um, I'm rooting for everyone black. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And I'm like, yes, because if we if we say there are things that African-American teachers, Rasa teachers, indigenous teachers, Asian-American teachers, teachers. Uh, LGBTQ teachers, there are things that they bring that nobody else brings That's because right. of their experiences, because of what they have lived through, what they've had How to they do. How they grew up, what they know their home life is like. Absolutely. And because of that, we're going to agree that like, okay, if we get four white candidates and two are woke and two are not, okay, that's what we're going to work with. But if we get candidates of color, we have to say, you know what? In our heads, we just have to look at these candidates and say, this is their job to lose. Yeah. Right? So unless something comes out that's really, really worrying or really kind of a red flag, you have to say, you know, it's their job to lose and these other candidates. And I know that's not a popular thing to it's say. It's not. It's not. But I, I, I just, you know, when you look at all the data, yeah. when you look at the populations of the United States school districts, the largest ones, every urban school district, and the same thing keeps playing out yeah. where it is... A minority teaching the majority. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, the majority quote unquote dominant culture. Yeah. I shouldn't I need to I, we have to it's think about how we talk about majority minority. Yeah. We have to rethink how we talk about that because we do, of demographic shifts changing. Because the, the the old majority yeah. is becoming I mean, the minority. I mean they have they may still have a quorum. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. But but they're not, yeah. But sure. I think, you know, you have to you have to acknowledge that and we have to say, well, why would we insist on making sure that every teacher is white or always choosing these white candidates yeah. over candidates of color? Yeah. And I, it, there has to be something that we have to acknowledge that yeah. candidates of color are bringing that is a set. When we talk about people need cultural competence. Yeah. It, if I bring it in the door with me, shouldn't I <laughs> and, be getting those And I take it home with me. When the and white I have teacher, it with me at the store. That's right. I have that cultural <laughs> competence every day. I know it so well that when the yeah. police get behind me, my hands start to sweat. Yeah. Do you know because that you, you have understand. that cultural because competence? Because you understand. Do you get that? Yeah. You know? And yeah. so... Yeah, I think you're right. And I think I think also, like, I, I think back on my first principal in DPS, shout out Linda Huxima, yeah. um, who did not have to hire me. Yeah. Like, like, she found me through a mutual friend and, like... She probably could have gone, even though there was a teacher shortage at the time, yep, yep. she could have gone any other direction and found a serviceable white teacher that That's could right. be in there. But she's like, no, you know what? This is a this is a young man of color who can maybe connect with our students. And there are going to be some hoops. And I'm going to help him jump through. Dog, I was so irresponsible back then. Like, <laughs> I think like, we all were. Well, like, in my second year, I hadn't renewed my license. And so... <laughs> 
I got to do like, that. And someone I have was to do like, that. me too. Are I you up for that. renewal yes. this year too? Yes. Man. We'll have a renewal party. We will. I, you have I, to do so much nonsense. Although I did, uh, I did an AP Institute, and that tends to. Take I think care my ELA certification will be better, good. It I better. think because it's been since it. Yeah. No. So like, so it was one of those things where she's like, um, you know, you're not legally allowed to be doing this job <laughs> with an expired license, right? So you know what she did? Drove me down to CDE on my planning period, and like, she's like, sorry, he doesn't really know how to navigate this system. Can you help? Like, she was there like guiding me through the process and she ain't had to do that she could have been like sorry you're out we're gonna get a sub and hire somebody who knows what he's doing i think that's a really important thing because when i was reading about those pathways of teaching you just sparked that back in my mind uh that program one of the things that the professors were saying that they were calling kids they'd have kids students who would be like i um oh it was on the dps website where i read that article but uh but there were they were like no, my professors are calling me because I had to take a semester off. Yeah. And they were like, we want you back here. Yeah. We miss yeah. you. We need you back here. Yep. Helping me fill out all the paperwork, FAFSA yep. forms, any yep. of that. I mean, it's little stuff because like for that. So many How of do us, you navigate yeah. those pathways? For so many of us, either our parents did not both attain a college That's education right. or they didn't attain it by traditional means. That's they didn't right. do it. They didn't start when they were 18 and finish when they were 22. Right. You know, uh, my mom went back to school in her late twenties and finished in her thirties, you know? So like her path through higher education w- or was different than the traditional path. Now, I still had the very profound privilege of having a college educated mother because my dad, my dad had a third grade education. He didn't know anything about navigating the system. And so I had privilege in that way. But so many of these kids are coming out of households that either don't have that background or have it through non-traditional means. And so we have to take non-traditional approaches to to supporting them. That means, I mean, think about, think about if you had a kid in MUN, right? Yep. Who lived in the projects, right? And who... Like can't get to Boulder, can't, can't travel. Can't to get these to Boulder. Meets. Maybe, maybe gets nervous because because he room. or she thinks, man, going to Boulder like for it's Model room, United a Nations. Room full of white kids. Room full of really kid smart Denver, white kids. Cherry Creek kids. Yep. Highlands Ranch. And kids. maybe that kid might come up with a reason to like back out of it. Like you're knocking on that kid's door in the morning and saying, hey, man, we got to go. I thought you loved MUN. Let's go. Hey, man, go. Uh, we got to be up there in 40 minutes. You got you to put some clothes on. Let's go. Let's, Let's go. get you dressed. Let's get go. out of your pajamas. I'll, I'll buy you something on the way. Because the thing is that this, this society has done so much to exclude us from its most critical processes that we just assume we don't belong there. And it's like, or, we or that we're not wanted there. And if you want to prove that you want us there, you have to maybe take an extra step to get us there. That's right. That's right. Pull me along because I'm fighting an internal struggle inside of me that's been programmed that says, I don't belong here. This is not for me. I'm looking around at all the people and they're not like me. They don't have the same. They're not talking the same way as me. They're not saying the same thoughts. And so that's what leads to the insanity. They can't relate to me. They're looking at me all weird. They're looking at me weird. But you need that advocate in that environment who's saying, no, you, this is the That's place right. for you. I know you belong here. That's right. I want you here. I miss you if you are not yeah. here. Yeah. There is a problem if you are not and here. I, and I need you here. And, and I know you so want to be here. 
And so what is it? What's keeping you? Oh, I can't get a ride. We'll get yeah. you a ride. We'll get you a ride. What is it? I can't figure out the paperwork. This paperwork is confusing. There's like yep. 40,000 forms. Oh, dang. I know. Right. Let, well, me, let me help you. Let me yeah, sit let down me and we'll do it together. Tackle this together. Yeah. And, you know, I think about being a teacher, just going through. So you, you apply to your teacher ed program. Yeah. Right. You got to get these letters of rec. Yeah. Right, you gotta apply for your license. You gotta go take the praxis test. You gotta, you gotta spend money on those. You tests gotta, also. you gotta start to fill out job applications. Yep. You gotta, which fill you also out have to cover, pay to do. You gotta, you, gotta, you gotta pay to get your license. You gotta pay to get your provisional license. Like, like I, the the money part of it is just crazy. And you know, and heaven forbid that you don't pass your practice the first time around, then you got to pay that and money again. again. Like, come on, y'all. Like, this, this is some of this is just straight up. It's like there are fees. And maybe we ought to rethink what those fees are or who has to pay who them. Who has to pay them. Right? And, like, just really important to kind of consider because I think, like, and, and, and I guess my point is that, like, all the things that our 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 superiors within a school district want us to do for kids, they need to be doing, doing that for the teaching that's force. Right. It's like, look, if you really want teachers of color, you can't just sit there and wait for them to show up. You can't just be like, well... We posted it on the website, and we had all white candidates. We had 100 white candidates it's, apply. It's like we, we put this on the website and didn't do anything else, and we really were just out of ideas. The other thing that Pat... It's like, do you remember in The Simpsons when uh, when they were looking into Flanders' childhood and how he was he was uh, raised by these beatniks, and uh, and he was, like, out of control, like, he was fighting <laughs> right, and all that kind right. of stuff. And they're like, they're like yeah, man... We we've tried nothing and we're all out of ideas. <laughs> all out of ideas. <laughs> That's how it is. They're like, we we what do we do? Uh, we flew to Atlanta and we asked a bunch of black people. We heard people, that there's black people in Atlanta. If you want to move to Denver, <laughs> wait what? Wait what? Yeah. You you came here. Denver. You said, do you want to move to Denver and be Denver. a teacher? <laughs> And so, like, I went to a media, I sit there, they're like, we need to tell people, you know, that there's black people here, and there's black, I'm like, where's the black community? Where, where do these people go? Like, you gotta be honest about where it's they're like, coming. you have to stop and say, you have to be like, okay, let me stop you where you said there's black people here. Like, I'm like, like save yourself some we, we got some hand, we got some, some per diem. You right, know, but it's gonna be different. Let people know it's gonna be different think, than Atlanta. I, I think sometimes these people like just want to like go and travel places and say they're. That's what I wonder. Like, my bad. My bad. My bad. You know, I went love. to Chicago. We All were, due respect. We were recruiting. Yeah, you know, and I know we're probably getting went to some a Bulls of them. Game. But look, when was the last time you drove over to? I mean, drive to Park to Hill. Go to the high about the Davis uh, Rec Center. Yeah, and I'm telling you, you're gonna see. Young black men yeah. coaching up kids. Hit up some work, of your coaches. Working at the yeah. working at the boys and club girls club. Yep. Why aren't you talking to them? Yeah. Why aren't you reaching out to them? For real. You for know, real. we have people write and, and help them out if they're not where they need to be. And they're from here. They know the community. Yeah. They don't have to find their way around. <laughs> it's just crazy. You, know, you go out to Montbello, Green Valley Ranch, and you got tons of kids. You're pulling these poor, unfortunate people out of, like, Atlanta, Georgia, right? And, and dropping and them here. Them, promising and saying, them that it's going to be well, great. Well, there's black people here, so you're going to be good, right? It's going to be great. And, that leads, and you get here, and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, what's going what on? What is happening here? First, they told me there was although, black people although here. Although this year there's more snow in Atlanta than in Denver. That's so right. That's right. You go on some nice, balmy <laughs> weather. Come, to, Come Denver. to Denver. No, but I think, and, and this speaks to, and the other article, and, and you know, we're running long, but um, 
<laughs> like we got a lot to say. Like on there's Friday. another way to run. Um, like there's another way That's this podcast runs. Um, no, but but the other thing I think that that you read up on, and that I was looking at one of the resources you sent was one about ongoing support yes. for teachers of color, particularly in those those first three years, because we know that there's a study in um, I forget where it was. It was it was one of them that you pulled up. It was it, there was a study in the Washington Post about South Carolina. And um, in South Carolina, how there's a 40% – whoops, that's not what I was trying to do um, – 40% attrition rate of teachers within the first three years. But what we were unable to find was that same data for teachers of color. Because yes. I guarantee you it's half that. It's half that. Um, because like we like we have a mutual friend, African-American male teacher, a young guy, who is already talking about quitting four months into the job. Yeah. So like how you take somebody who is that discouraged and isolated – after four months and stretch their time to 27 months. That's right. That's a tough thing to do. And it's so hard. it's that ongoing support. Like, what are you doing to reach out to your teachers of color um, within your within your buildings and like who you know, right? Yeah. Um, and building building community and 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 genuinely helping them. And yeah. and and you know, DPS has a mentor program. Right, they have a new teacher orientation. Yeah, they, they pay you hundreds of dollars. Hundreds a year of dollars, for that. but but how much? How much has been put into yeah. mentoring young teachers yep. of color to yep. make sure if you really want to retain them? Yep. If you want them to be here. Yeah. And we know there are efforts in different school districts to kind of do this kind of thing, but but they fall short because the amount, like it, it it's clear that decision makers often underestimate like the fight that it can be when you're a new teacher of color. Like I still like my first few years, I thought about quitting for no good reason. The only reason I thought about quitting was that like, but brown guys aren't teachers. I, I don't fit in here. Like, wait, I'm not this like everybody. Like I'm really like, this is weird. Like not, not only, and it's not just a matter of feeling excluded in your buildings. Cause I think you and I feel pretty included, included in here. Yeah. 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 Part. I would say that. But, Definitely. But, but it's also a matter of what happens when you go back to your community. Mm -hmm. Like all, all of my Rasa brothers from college, like, um, shout out to all y'all who are hustling and yep, doing all yep, that great yep, work. Yep, yep. None of them are teachers. They're all businessmen. Yep. They're all like traveling. They're doing all this yep. other kind of stuff. And, and you almost feel like you're not really a Latino male. Yes. If you're not. You're something if, different. Yeah, you're something different. So you don't really. So what happens is I, I imagine that it's a lot like. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. But I, but I think that you end up as a person without a culture because you're not fully immersed into teacher culture. But you're not. But you're sort of disconnected from your home culture, your mother culture. Yeah, and, yeah. And living in that borderlands is is really it's tough, hard. and and you need mentors. You need people who are going to come to you and be like, "Hey, I'm just like you. Let's do this Let's real do quick." This. Every Hamilton, this, got every Hamilton needs his Washington. That's right. You That's know, right. Minus That's slaves. Right. Hamilton minus didn't the have slaves. slaves. Hamilton didn't have slaves. That's right. Call people out. We but Hamilton was like. He had other issues. He had other issues. He, he was like a little bit an of a, authoritarian, a little bit of a totalitarian. <laughs> He's he kind of like, like we crush could, the whiskey rebellion. We, we could have a we could have a revolution, but no one else can have but a revolution. Stop it! Stop it! it. This, you need this to put that stuff in the bag <laughs> and close it up and shut it down because now that we're in power I like Hamilton. we're fixing it I like Hamilton a lot better um, when he's played by Lin-Manuel Miranda I, it, it does something <laughs> it affects you it changes the way you're thinking about all this stuff yeah but 
But it's but it's also like it's also like uh, like Alan Iverson's mom always said like every young man needs an old man right that's and, right um, and I'm happy to be your old man I'm two years older thank than you, you old man so I can <laughs> <laughs> my friend Rob shout out to Rob loyal listener my friend Rob is always making cracks about how I'm older than him um, and it's like the same age difference like he's, he's like it's two actually months. less it's actually he's less he's like. Rob, how much older am I than you? Like, I turned 42 this year, and you turned 41 in September. Oh, so that's like... But he's always, he's always talking stuff, because for a little bit of the year, I'm, like, two Just years older the, yeah. than him. But that's what... Well, I know. I, I shouldn't talk about my wife. I might be 43 before he's 41. I shouldn't talk about my wife's age. Let me just stop. Nah, nah. Let me just that's, pause that's, what, that's, what, that's how you can tell we're running that. That was, that was but, close. But, so, so, but that is one of those things that I think not enough energy is put into, and that is supporting teachers of color when they are new because man being a new teacher is hard for everybody but white teachers i just got to tell you that whatever you experience as a new teacher just amplify that a little bit and that's what your colleagues of color who are in the same place are kind of dealing with because at least you can look around and see that most people are like you You feel like you fit in you're like i'm just like i'm I'm young i'm gonna work my way up but when, for a lot of us, when we come in as young teachers of color, and well, neither of us is young anymore, yeah, but yeah. when we came in, it's it's hard to look around and see your future embodied, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, you don't I don't see, even know what this is going to look like in 10 years. I don't and, see a lot of old dudes that look like me that are nah, in the game. Although and, I'm seeing that gray. You, I know, me and you both got through. that gray. We, I got more than you. I got more than you. I, I don't know. No, see, My, that's why, when, that's when why I get crop, cut. That's why I crop it so it short on the sides uh, be, so I can get those grays. Shout out to Alyssa at Floyd's. Holding it down. Shout out to down. our barbers. One of the most lovely, lovely razor fades one could ever get. Keep, keep some cuts tight. Keep clean. Some cuts tight. Keep, keep some cuts tight. Um, yeah. So, I mean, so so we're hoping in, in kind of summary, um, I don't know, do you have more than you want to cover? Well, I think that... <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm about to end the show. But, and I'm but like, I would just say <laughs> that, you know, when you talk about mentorship or building a community of people, I think that was what I think the intention is. Between our teacher of color meetup, yeah, and I think I, I was going to say exactly that, that we thing, really yeah. want to build that space because look, they ain't going to do it, and we I think we said this at the meeting, we got to build it because they ain't going to build it for us. Build it. Or if for they us, do, we said what did we say? We said for us, by us. It's a that's boo-boo. Our boo-boo. Of this education. is a production. This is a boo-boo. It's a product production. You know, and, <laughs> and we that's what we know. We know what's not there. Yeah, you know, and. I, to be honest, I'm going to call out our district. Nobody's getting in touch with us from the nah, district. Nah. Nobody wants to know what we're talking about and how. what are the ideas. Nobody's reached out to us. Yeah. It's yeah. other people in our community who are like us who said, hey, what?" But someone who's not even in education came to us with this yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and, know? Yep, yep. And, 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 and I think... I mean, no, not, not informal public Not informal po- yeah. public education. But, right? yeah, but, but, but you're absolutely right. But, that this, this is something that, um, like, like all the most meaningful movements happen with, like, within those communities. And, and one thing that I think that me, you, Mikey, and Ara, and Fatima yeah. all made pretty clear is that this isn't about us organizing something for people to participate in. This is participatory in nature. Yes. So you show up. And if you want your voice, you have your voice. That's like right. we're, we, we, we don't actually have a clear sense of what is going to grow out of this, but it's because it needs to come from the people. It yeah. needs to come from all of us who are touched by these issues every day. All of us who walk into the building by ourselves. That's right. Eat lunch by, by ourselves, ourselves. Plan by, by ourselves, ourselves. Sit in staff meetings by ourselves. Yes. Having to kind of figure stuff out. Um, 
And so this is really geared towards that. So please, please, please come on Sunday. Yeah. And um, to our, our listeners who are outside of the state of Colorado, outside of Denver, yes. we encourage you to try to build your own communities yep. and, and, and support you in developing your own meetups. For I think. Real. You know, each one of us can spark the change that we want to yeah, see without in doubt. all of this and, and help support and really, I think, create a movement where we see a lot more teachers of color yeah. coming into the industry, into the, what do we call this? The business? The, the industry. The game. In the, game. <laughs> the game. The game. And and staying in the it's game. It's a business for some. And having success. <laughs> business. It's a, not so, in but the game. We I like, like the game. EPMD. EP- <laughs> Back in business. Right, strictly business. That's how you can tell it's a five, it's almost five. It's past five o'clock. We talked about Cool Mo D, Black Star, cool D, Black Star. Go Talib, check this stuff himself. out. If y'all don't know this stuff, go hit it up. <laughs> Wait, what people? Do you EPMD from EPMD, <laughs> any of it, all God, of y'all. It. It's not new. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I was looking up Treacherous Three. You know, Treacherous for, Three for like my class. I'm like, I can't play some new stuff in class. I'm like, never mind. We're not we're not going with Treacherous Three today. Uh, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious yes. Five. We can. Kind of get away of. with. It's like okay, we're gonna stop it. There. But well, there's that old school rules song um, with uh, with Talib Kweli and Danger Doom. Yes, you have to stop it before the Danger Doom verse because <laughs> you're kind of like, like this is gonna get bad. Nope. Uh, nope, we'll be right back after these messages. Nope. nope. <laughs> you not gonna go there. Let me stop. Yeah, me stop. but um, no, but I think I think it is about like strength and unity, and it's it's about like what we are really hoping is an ongoing. Uh, get together maybe once a month where we continually connect this coming Sunday will probably be a little less formalized it's going to be a lot of like small conversations breaking bread making connections exchanging information but going forward uh, I think the intention is that we actually do build a community we do build a movement um, of teachers of color and and you know when you have I mean there are there are like 200 people interested in this event and um, close to 100 that say they're going, yeah. um, according to Facebook. And Ada Man. says that that's reliable. So uh, it's not like my birthday party if I post it up and like three people, people show are there up. Like, yeah. but, but like 285 people were interested. <laughs> yeah, but only three of y'all came. Mm, mm-hmm. I see how it is. Mm-hmm. But it, apparently it functions differently uh, with these communities. And, and the feedback we've gotten from people who have just like learned about this is like, I am so going to be there. The Wu-Tang Teacher Clan is going to be there. That's it. That's it. Wu-Tang Meetup. Wu-Tang Meetup. We're going to be there. Uh, But please come. We'd love to to shake hands with you. We'd love to meet you. We'd love to chop it up with you. Hear your stories, your experiences, your successes, your struggles. And most importantly, like, to hear your ideas for, for galvanizing a movement of teachers of color so that... So that we do have a support system, even if it doesn't exist in our schools, um, for us. Yeah. For us, by us. For us, by us. I love it. A- if, 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 if they're going to provide it, we're going to make it. We're going to make it. And that's what we've done as people of color throughout history. Why do HBCUs exist? <laughs> oh, you're not going to listen to your Good colleges. Five. We okay. got you. We, we got are going, you. We're going to start colleges, and they're going to perform just we're, as well we're as We're ignorant. We, don't, we can't learn. Uh, the Negro Leagues. We're going to show you the Negro and, Leagues. And, and when they wouldn't let Mexicans and Cubans play in, in the league, the, their, the Negro Leagues are like, come, come on. on. Y'all come on. Y'all with us. Y'all with us. <laughs> they won't let you play either. Well, come on, get in our league. That's it. You know? That's it. And uh, you know, and and I'm one of the people that thinks that the Montgomery bus boycott should have just ended up in its own bus line because like, that's right because it was profitable. That's the only reason that they came to the table is like um they they forgot that Marcus Garvey y'all mentality. Are, y'all Look, are killing us. All you had to do was have a couple brothers invest in a bus. <laughs> you start that that bus would have been popping. 
That would have been. It'd still be the biggest bust line in all of America. Yeah, except if if Snoop got a hold of it, then that then it then it's over. He have spinners on that bus. Have you seen Soul Plane? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, knew I knew you were gonna do that. I knew you were gonna do that. So what do you think about oh, it? Oh, Soul Plane. Soul Plane. Oh, Shout man. out to Kevin Hart. Little oh, Kevin Hart. Little Kevin Hart. Little. Yeah, oh, I have some bad news. So like <laughs> apparently, so I so part of running the marathon. Is that you get this mag? You get magazine subscriptions, yes, right? So yes. I got like five free magazine subscriptions. Yes. It's like crazy, and my wife is overjoyed at all the new piles of magazines like, in the house. She's magazine. like, "This fool, okay, <laughs> this fool has so much stuff he ain't ever gonna read." Um, but but so they there's this little article about how like a bunch of people were following Kevin Hart, but it wasn't the same Kevin Hart that the Kevin Hart that most people were following was a 59 year old, like, and. That just hurt my feelings, cause I'm like, nah, man, I beat the real Kevin Hart. I beat the real Kevin. It Hart. was the, it was the you, you beat the 59 year old Kevin Hart. I, I'm hoping that's not the case, <laughs> but, but that's what people are saying is that they're following some Kevin Hart who's 59 from like Boston, and I was like, don't tell the kids, don't tell the kids, because they, they will clown me relentlessly. Like, ah, oh, you said you beat Kevin Hart, you beat Kevin Hart. You can't say anything. You can't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> but I but there's no proof that I didn't beat Kevin Hart. So I say you just you beat Kevin Hart. I beat Kevin you Hart. You beat Kevin Hart. I beat Kevin Hart. Doesn't matter. Doesn't it was matter. Kevin Hart. There were... <laughs> he could have been 59. He could have been the comedian. It could have been the comedian. I Either beat, way, I could probably beat both. I, I of probably them. beat both Kevin Hart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna search it up because because if I did, I'll be very happy. Um, <laughs> man, it's time for us to go home. Uh, we got families fun. wondering where we are. Yeah, definitely. We got, we got pretty we got, soon. My, my my wife keeps texting me. Pretty soon she's gonna be like, um, so are you gonna spend the weekend with podcasting. your friend, or are you gonna spend <laughs> your, the weekend with your family? And I got then, I gotta then, go home to to double sleepover at my house. Oh, my daughter has a friend over. My son has a f- double sleepover. Okay, you got double sleep. Tons I got, of action. I got just soccer game. But, soccer but game. the next two weekends, oh my gosh. Uh, we've we've got tournaments, and in two weeks the tournament is out of state. Ah, uh, so you're uh, traveling, traveling tournament, Scottsdale, Arizona. See Scottsdale. So shout out to Real Colorado, yeah, Edge United, yeah. Um, Tatiana's team and her dope coach Destiny. Like, like y'all, y'all, man, it's just fun. It just reminds me why I love this game. Um, and I love this game. This game, this podcasting game, this podcasting game. Uh, this we. Can be oh one more thing dang it this is just gonna keep on happening yeah. uh so one thing that we are really encouraging everybody to do is um is reach out to us if you're doing similar work as as we're as we're attempting to do um in between jokes uh there is a uh, podcast that found us on Twitter the interchangeable white ladies podcast yeah shout out y'all to our interchangeable white ladies dope. y'all are so dope. dope these are two white ladies who view themselves as interchangeable in light of the fact that 88% of teachers are white women yes. and so they work to um to ensure that white women understand their interchangeability and attempt to be intersectional presences in their schools. Ooh, They're dope. Uh, we are out. talking. We are talking about a joint show at some point. Yes. Uh, maybe doing it through uh, through Facebook. Uh, you know, conversations or like Skype or something like that. Somehow figuring um, out. Um, so we could have that conversation. But follow them. Check out their podcast. Yes. They have a pumpkin spice episode that is hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. All right, I think that's it for the add-ons. Well, you first of all, I think you gotta um, to tell them how to tell the people 
how to, to oh, hit us up. Hey, you looking for us? Find us. Yeah, man. Get at us. So you can like us on Facebook, Two Dope Teachers. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. It's the same handle, at Two Dope Teachers. You can also email us if you're stuck in the early 21st century. Yes. And uh, that is how you understand communication. We have an email address, Two Dope Teachers at gmail.com. Com and uh, coming soon is going to be our blog. Uh, yes. We'll be putting that. Yeah, we got a blog. We're going to have a blog. We're going to oh. have a blog. We finally that, that I'm not running off of my classroom website. There you go. <laughs> That's a plus because that'll be a good thing. So we got a bunch of platforms we're we're trying to do. Um, but we just thank all of you for the support as always and for the encouragement. Um, you know, we these conversations and your feedback just means so much to us. Yes, it does. Uh, we want to thank you for the reviews. We're up to four reviews. There Our we go. Our average review is 5.0 stars. Keep it up. So we like it. Um, but do feel free to hit us up. Send us a review. It helps others find the podcast and also gives us valuable insight into what you, want. What you are listening. Yeah, what you want from us. And, and even if you have some critiques. Uh, Adams can handle the critiques. I'm sensitive. Yeah. and get my feelings hurt. But um, <laughs> feel free to direct any. Feel free to direct any critiques to, to, to Kev. Yeah. <laughs> and and I'll be and just feel free to stroke my ego because that's yeah. what I need. There we go. As a fragile We all male. have needs. I'm a fragile male. That's, that's what it. it is. Hashtag masculinity so fragile. Yep, masculinity so fragile. That's me. Um for two dope teachers. Uh my name is Gerardo Munoz. I'm Kevin Adams. And we are encouraging you now and always and for the weekend too. Stay dope. Stay dope.